For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I am Eric Fisher. My co-host is Kim Reynolds. Jumping in right now because he's a guest for a chunk of the show is Jeff C. And this is the show for marketers that are looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover the social media news that broke in the last few days. And boy, there was a doozy last night. On today's show, we're going to cover and explore the Facebook organic reach update for pages briefly and more on that in a sec. Instagram live that you can now share in direct messages and Facebook shutting down their personal assistant M and much more breaking social media marketing news of the week. If you're watching this on Facebook, don't be afraid to share this on Facebook. And in fact, share it on Twitter if you're watching it on Periscope. Share it on YouTube if you're watching it on YouTube. Any of the places you're watching it, and even if you're not watching it somewhere else, anyway, hit share and subscribe to the podcast. If you want to get a, re- a, a weekly review where you can sit and listen on your commute or however you, you know, where your workout, whatever, we also have a show there too. So there you go. So I know everybody's wanting to know all about the brand new Facebook freak out. Uh, as, as Michael Stelzner put it, Facebook zero in his video that's gone pretty well viral for us. And we will have the link to that video. But what we want to say here is a couple of things. One, you'll notice Mike is not sitting here right now. He will be a guest on the show next week to dive deep into that news. If you want more and you can't wait till then, then we have a link for you for that Facebook video he did last night where he broke it on our page. Tons of comments, tons of shares, tons of engagement. He sits down and he walks you through the announcement from Mark Zuckerberg and from Facebook. So Grace here in Crowdcast, as well as on Facebook, will have the link to that. You're basically going to want to jump over to that video, not right now, later, and watch through it, comment, ask questions. We've got tons of people already over there going all over the thing. But the the gist of it is Mark Zuckerberg stated that prioritizing posts is going to change, that basically they're going to prioritize posts that spark conversations and meaningful interactions with people and posts from friends and family over public content uh, is what's going to happen. He also stated that pages may see their reach, video watch time, and referral traffic decrease. Obviously, this means to marketers that the sky is falling. And again, Michael Stelzner will appear on the show next week to provide an in-depth analysis of what this means for pages and page owners and marketers and how it will impact Facebook going forward. We may have him. We may have, we will have him. We may have other guests as well to talk all about it. But the big thing you need to do is make sure to go over to Mike's video where he talks all about this. And we have the link for that there for you. So that's what's going to happen. And that's where we're going to leave that. I know you're all like, oh, man, but 
we're still here. It just broke. It just, it broke. just broke. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. And, 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 and I love Tim Lewis's comment here, which is the simple answer for all these live broadcasts is nobody really knows. It might be nothing or not. And right. I think, and, and Mike Alton was like, Hey, the sky is falling or not. And so, uh, yeah, calm down. Like that's with all the questions I've been getting privately on our Facebook page. My main, my main response has been, don't change anything yet, but pay attention and we will continue to report and analyze. And that's our official word on that for this show. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yes. So moving on to well, our I, first segment. Go ahead, I Kim. Have one question. Yes. I have one question and it's kind of a rhetorical question, but <laughs> is Facebook really going to do anything to alienate all of the businesses that spend money? On Facebook, that is a great point. That that is a great point, and I think um, there. I rest th- my case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, people's reactions very wild, wildly. There were some people saying, "How's this going to affect uh, ads?" And I think if you think they're going to then suddenly make ads ratchet down and get people to pay even less, you're you're fooling yourself. That's their ad revenue. However, uh, I think I believe I read that uh, Facebook's. Um, what is it called? The Wall Street thing, the the stock market. They fell like four percent or something because of this announcement. But everybody's freaking well, out. So, well, the thing yeah. is, if you watch the show and you're a marketer, and a, a dec- if you're watching the show, you're a good marketer. Um, well, well played. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about this. This is not really exactly. breaking news. I mean, we have been just talking about this. Everybody yeah. who's anybody has talked about the limited reach. So, um, this is just kind of. Here we go. You know, buckle yeah. up. So. And, and Mike even says that in that video, which again, make sure mm-hmm. you go watch that video and share it. But key point here is we, this has been happening for a long time. The big change here is that this is the most explicit they've ever been with this and is probably going to be the biggest turning point when it comes to looking back at the good old days, which right. we've not been in for a long time anyway. So all that said, uh, segment one, pivot over to Instagram. So we've got some brand new stuff coming out of Instagram. And again, Instagram, like Jeff, you've said a number of times, seems to almost have brand new news every single week. So what's the update? You and here? I break it a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We break it. We, and we've talked about some of this stuff. We break but, a lot of uh, things, those, but news yeah, is do, one of we, them. But news is one of them. We do it on the, on the channel as well. So this is what's going on in Instagram. Uh, they have been, you know, beefing up their direct messaging. Um, if you, they've even like teased that they're going to, you know, roll that off into a yeah. separate app. Some countries have been testing that, but now the big news is, uh, it's rolling out another change. Users can now privately send live videos over direct messaging. So, uh, what does this mean? Well, now when you go live, you'll see that little, I don't know, oh, uh, yeah, paper airplane icon, um, at the bottom of the screen and you can send your live video to friends. And you, you have this option also when you go live with a friend. So like when Eric and I break the news over on Instagram, we have this option now to, as we're together, to send this to uh, friends. And so uh, it's really cool. And when your live video is over, your friend actually will see a message that says, you know, the video is ended. Sorry. But if they go to direct message and you still are live, they can tap on it and go and, and see your, you doing live. It's a cool thing, especially for people doing call to actions on their Instagram videos where they want to go, hey, share this out. Because a lot of people now are starting to have these like uh, group uh, uh, set 
these groups set up in direct messenger that they could send that video to. And that's the other big thing. I think mainly they're doing this. I mean, it's cool that you can send a video to, to specific people and groups, but um, they're, they're mainly, I think wanting to do this. So you can send this. If you're watching, if we're watching um, Mari Smith on Instagram and I say, Eric, she's breaking news. We need to go listen to this and I could send that and we could watch it together. Mm -hmm. So they're really trying to do this because you can even see uh, on the screen here, uh, for those of you who are listening, it's a, a, a young boy who's saying, hey, come over. I, I went live. Come join me. And he sent it to his friends. And you can also watch it together. So that's the main reason I think they're doing it is for the young kind of market to, hey, you know, they're watching a celebrity. They're watching a, The Rock on Instagram. They can go watch it together. They can send a message to their group and go, hey, let's all go watch it and see what he's doing. Yeah. Now, to clarify, like if you and I, like you and I, we, we will break news on our Instagram account, which you can right. find at Instagram.com slash SM Examiner. But when we go live, we do the split screen thing. So one of us takes the helm of the social media examiner Instagram account. And then the other is on our personal. And we flip flop that just to kind of trade off. And once we're both there, though, neither of us necessarily have the airplane thing down below. Or do we? Well, either way, it's there. It's prime. It's more primarily meant to be, in my opinion, People that are watching, it's more for the audience to share, come watch this with me than it is for you as a broadcaster on Instagram live to hit it and then tell everybody I'm live, you know, I think it's a great way to go. Hey, if you've got an Instagram group and, you know, a circle, why don't you share this to that for us? You know, it could be for us to say, hey, why don't you go and invite your friends to come watch this? Um, So they're really putting a lot of, um, you know, I think a lot of uh, features to get people to watch this live video. I mean, it shows up on the icon, you know, at the top of your screen. If they happen to miss that, now you can actually ask them to come watch it with you. And so I think it's a great I think it's a great feature for going live on Instagram. You and I both like it. It just seems yeah. to work really well when we go over there and do live video on Instagram. I wish we could save it, but that's a whole other subject. Yeah. So that's the other two things that now that I'm remembering. One, our experience with it was we saw a, a pretty decent uptick in live viewers as we were live, which was cool. Mm -hmm. However, the downside is that when you're done and if you've invited people to this and they're not live anymore in that direct message tap, there is no like tapping on that to go to the story story. portion of it. If people shared it to their story, which I think is unfortunate because we want to, you know, if, if you were watching, say somebody amazing, on Instagram live and then you shared it immediately, but I was too busy or wasn't around or for some reason just didn't see it till later. And you go into my direct messages and they're not live anymore. I, it should take me by going into your message and clicking it to their uh, story, story. If they shared it right. there and that just doesn't happen now. I hope they fix that because I think that's a downfall or a, you know, a I downside will, I mean, to this. Yeah. Like you said, they're breaking new. We're breaking news about Instagram almost every week. So I think more changes are coming out because they really have put, I mean, there's over 300 uh, million active viewers monthly on yeah. stories. So right. I mean, it's, it's growing leaps and bounds. People are using it. And so I think they'll continue to innovate. Yeah. So it. so is this this is out now for everybody or how do yeah. we people find so out if they have it? Yeah. So make sure you have the Instagram update number 26 and it's available uh, in the app store for Apple and Android on Google Play. Perfect. All right. Well, that's not the only Instagram news that we have this week. So this next one no. is interesting as well. Contro- yeah, this is a little controversial. Um, now Instagram's feed is going to be showing users recommended posts. And a lot of people got upset with this. So 
for me, um, you know, if you're scrolling through your feed now, you'll see uh, I get like this thing that says recent stories where I can see like, oh, Eric had a recent story and has that big thumbnail and I can click on it and watch your story. Now I'm even getting, hey, here's stories from your followers. So people who followed me that may I, I may not even follow, I can get like this little notification in my feed that they have a new story. Well, now um, there's this thing and you, on the screen it says more posts that you might like. And it's got this kind of weird icon and it gives you these recommended people that you can go follow these new accounts. So these are people who aren't following you, but somehow the the Instagram algorithm is saying, hey, these are kind of similar. They might be of interest to you. Um, why don't you check these out? So um, it's clearly labeled. So it's not going to be con you know confused with your own home feed. And they say it's going to contain up to three to five suggested posts. Uh, post. Now, they've been testing this for a while, but this is a big change. Uh, it's probably the biggest one uh, since they switched over from the chronological, you know, news feed. To the algorithm. Uh, and people are, you know, people are upset and they're like, hey, quit throwing this stuff in here, yada, <laughs> da, 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 da. And the thing is, and I tested that, I actually went and did this this morning, is this, it doesn't show up in your profile like those other ones, like the recent stories or stories from your followers. You have to go to the absolute end of your feed. Um, and that means go scrolling all the way down to, you know, your little scroll bar at the bottom. Which we, and you know, when we, you and I talked about this earlier, who, who knew there was an end of the feed? I thought it just literally it scrolled really, forever. It's not really an end. It's like to the, you know, very, 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 very bottom. I mean, I had to scroll and I, I had never seen it until this morning and I had to keep going and going and going and going. And so it, it's way, way at the bottom. So they're they're really being careful right now is to make sure that it's not like interrupting the people you really want to follow but you're like you know you're you you have reached you know uh what instagram zero it's, i guess it's the end you, of the world on instagram yeah. it's the edge of the it world is. so yeah. there there be dragons yes so, um hashtag dragons they're giving you hashtag <laughs> So they're giving you these these recommended posts. It doesn't bother me that it's at the end. Um, I yeah, me either. Just get upset for anything, I guess. So and, and and honestly, that's somewhat like what we've seen on Facebook in the mobile, at least. You know, you're scrolling for forever, right. and you're already scrolling through stuff that you've probably seen already, and then you get to stuff that's new, and then it's done, and you know, and then they start showing you. I mean, heck, Facebook, they'll show you like suggested posts way up near the top. Where, right. you know, so at least that's out of the way to a certain extent. But yeah, I can understand it. Um, Grace actually had an, uh, a link where uh, that she dropped in. Uh, you can find those in the show notes. By the way, all the show notes for this show are in every Saturday article on socialmediaexaminer.com. Um, she dropped in a link here where you can find out how to activate or deactivate recommended for you posts from is Instagram's help is, center. is it doesn't stay deactivated. Like, oh. Unlike the unlike the hashtag feature where you can um, you know opt in or opt out, yeah, it just kind of silences it or mutes <laughs> it for a while. It's not, okay. it doesn't take it away. So yes, you can deactivate it for a time, but it, it, I don't know when it comes back. But I mean, it to me to probably honest, every app update. Yeah, probably exactly. Who knows? But um, yeah, you can't. That's the other thing the users were saying. I can't opt out because it actually comes back after mm. a while. So, so if, if it's really bugging you, you can go deactivate it for now, but yeah. you'll probably have to again. So, but I, I mean, I had to, and I don't follow a ton of people and I had to really, really, really scroll. So, I mean, yeah. I, I guess it's for the diehard uh, Instagram uh, hardcore people. Yeah. 
So, all right. Well, that's yet another piece of Instagram news. We've got one more. It's kind of a little bit smaller. What's up with this one? Yeah. So TechCrunch uh, has broken the news that uh, the company is now running tests. Now we're saying tests. This isn't rolled out to everybody to let users post their Instagram stories directly to WhatsApp um, as a WhatsApp status, you know, kind of like that Snapchat fe- feature uh, where you can, you know, decorate your photos and videos and that kind of stuff. So um, and it's encrypted is a cool thing. And it disappears in 24 hours. So they're just saying they're testing this. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they're rolling it out because, you know, they kind of did this with Facebook stories as well. Uh, people are using stories and they're kind of wanting to cross pollinate this everywhere. The the interesting thing is I found this out is that um, I read that they're, they're thinking about trying, they're testing that, you know, if you post it to one place, the algorithm is going to say, well, if you've seen it on Facebook stories, you're not going to see it on Instagram stories and, mm. and now on WhatsApp. So that's just speculation, but there's some, some rumors and some testing that has been going on that I've seen where that is happening, which I think is a great thing because yeah. you don't want to have your your content, you know, in front of the same eyeballs. You want to have some different things. So uh, it's kind of interesting how they're doing that. Now, you can clearly uh, see um, on these screen shares. Um, well, maybe not this one, but it, it used to have a there was a uh, it will have an Instagram icon at the bottom. So, you know, that it came from Instagram stories. OK, so they're clearly marketing. But again, this is testing. This is not necessarily yeah. something that's small number of users. Yeah. And this is actually the people who found it are based in Brazil. OK, well, I hope they I hope they do it because I never update my status on WhatsApp because I'm too lazy, but I would definitely share a story. Oh, let us know in the comments on Crowdcast and Facebook if you guys use WhatsApp because I really I have I don't even think I have it on my phone or anywhere. So I'd like to know if you guys use WhatsApp and are you going to do I, it more in the future? I know you do, Kim. Yeah, I use it a lot. Now, is it, to, is it mostly for you to comment with family? Is that how you use it? Friends, friends. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's it's more socializing. Commu- it, no, let me rephrase. It's more communication and less social network type. Yeah, definitely communication. Okay. Yeah. Definitely communication. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we've got a lot of le- we've got a lot of yeses and nos in the sidebar on Crowdcast. Says, so it was like Messenger before they ruined it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And like Skype. Funny. And like Skype before they had to get all Well, we're not going crazy. there, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so all right. Well, there you go. That's our well, Instagram ro- news segment. What was your last uh comment there, Jeff? I was going to say, well, we're talking about WhatsApp, which is a messaging thing, and we are rolling right into what's happening with another messaging thing. Yes. Uh, which is Facebook M. Yes. But before we which get is there. Not the James Bond boss. It's a no, whole different thing. No. Although Messenger could be your boss, depending upon how you use it. Um, right. Before we get to that, I want to re- make sure to remind you that we are in the home stretch towards social media marketing world. If you didn't know, as as the evidence has pointed to as of last night, uh, even though we had a couple of more quiet news weeks, things in the social media world change on a dime. And we have speakers who are set up and are, some are scrambling right now to get ready for their sessions at Social Media Marketing World. And Jeff, you're one of them, by the way. And it's it's i mean you guys are preparing to serve up the most practical and tactical uh need to know how to stuff when it comes to social media um 
that's going to set people up to succeed with social media marketing in 2018. Uh, if you're coming and you're watching this, let us know. We'd love to be able to continue to see avatars that we will then see in person, face to face in a few weeks. And again, it's about six weeks away as of the time of this recording, sort of. And uh, I'm I'm really excited because it's snowing outside and it's not there. And <laughs> so. Anyway, you got to be there. Social Media Marketing World 2018. You can find out more at smmw18.com. So Facebook Messenger is retiring something else. Facebook is killing things left and right or doing weird things. Anyway, so M, uh, first off, how many people uh, in the in the sidebar and or if you're listening to this, shout it out. No one's listening, but shout it out anyway. Uh did you use Facebook's personal assistant, M, or are you using it? Well, now there's see that's a trick question, right? So that's, <laughs> that's a trick question, but it's and, but it know. might not be for some people because not everybody right. fully understands what is or isn't part of that, and what is going away, and what's sticking right. around when it comes to this. Yeah, so. What M is, it's, it is or was an artificial intelligent AI that used, that used human operatives to ensure its uh, recommend, recommendations were good. So, for example, I could go, hey, it's my mom's birthday, M. Uh, where can I get flowers? And someone would go, hey, it, you, here's a great place. I've got great recommendations. Would you like me to order flowers for you? And they would make the call and do it. So that human operative would take over and kind of do that. Or it's like, hey, M, where's the best sushi in San Diego? And it would help you. And would you like us to make a, uh, an appointment for you? And so it was It was kind of this, they were trying to use it to train the AI. And now you got to remember, this is before, this rolled out before Alexa. And yeah. I think even Siri was a kind of a, a big, well, big no, thing. Well, Siri, Siri so Siri's a mess sometimes. but um, Right. <laughs> no, Siri came out back in like 2011, 2012, some, whenever it was the iPhone 4, uh, came out right. because it was the it new, came out in 2015 that when, form factor and the retina screen and Siri were the big things or right. for S anyways, I guess. Yeah. Google assistant wasn't around. Um, and so this was, this was kind of cool when Facebook came out. So, but it wasn't the secret sauce really wasn't AI. It was good old humans behind the scenes. Uh, and so that's how those complicated queries got answered. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, it was only for about 2000 people living in California who had this feature. And you may go, but wait, I've seen that M logo pop up in Messenger for me, like saying, want to do book an appointment or that kind of stuff. That is still here. It's not going anywhere. The AI based part of that is still here. And it's we've, we've been reporting on that for a while. Yeah. You know, we've, we've consistently yeah. uh, in 2016, no, 2017, uh, been reporting every three months, two, three months or four months, somewhere in there, uh, a new thing that M can do for you or like propose right. when you're in a chat in uh, Facebook yeah. Messenger, propose different, um, what is it? Replies, options. Yeah. Or even animated GIFs. It'll start. Yeah. It, I saw that the other day. But like if Eric and I are talking, I'm saying, hey, um, can you be on my podcast on Monday? And it'll say, you know, would you like to make an appointment? Yeah. And you can make a plan. Right in- <laughs> yeah, make a plan. And so that stuff is still the, is still being rolled out and innovated with and is still sticking around. So that's cool. But the human-based thing, if you're one of those 2,000 lucky people who are in the beta program, 
it is going away as of January 19th. So uh, order all your flowers and restaurant reservations <laughs> now because it will be going away. So, But Facebook said it was a great experiment. They learned a ton from it. And it's actually, you know, they used it to create uh, other products. And so, um, but the one, the A, the M that most of us know and love is still sticking around. Yeah. So, and, and again, there's still a lot of stuff that's going to be usable by M. Um, they even say uh, in their statement from Facebook that they, I'm paraphrasing, they launched the project to learn what people needed and expected of an assistant, and they learned a lot. And they've taken those insights to power other AI projects at Facebook, and they're going to continue to be, they're continue to be very pleased with the performance of M suggestions in Messenger powered by those learnings of that experiment. So again, it's really just another example, and I'm joking here, but it's really just another example of the machine taking the jobs from the people. Right. <laughs> and here's, you know, going back to, the, you know, if you read the comments of a lot of people who are talking uh, about the, what you had mentioned at the top of the show about fake, Facebook apocalypse. Yes. Um, they're saying chatbots, chatbots, AI is going to help with this. And so, you know, this ties in and we're going to be talking about this at Social Media Marketing World. We've got some of the leading experts there who are going to be talking about this stuff. And so, yeah, you know, this all kind of fits together. You know, Facebook taketh away, but it giveth something else, you know. so um, <laughs> Something else? <laughs> that's elf, great. Elf. Yeah. Something I mean, elf. and that's the thing so, is, yeah, you, we're going to have to, re again, reconsider what we're doing with our pages when it comes to uh, organic with ads, with messages, mm -hmm. with chatbots. And I'm probably thinking of something. Oh, groups. There you go. Right. So, yeah. uh, and we have stuff, we have sessions on all of that stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be huge. Yeah. Well, Jeff, where can we find you other than at Social Media Marketing World? You can find me all across the interwebs at Jeff C. That's S as in Sam, I E H, I before E, especially in C. And then you can always find me at manlypinterships.com where we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff, thanks for being here. Bye, Jeff. All right. Cool. Well, uh, we've got some more news and we'll start to uh, plug along through that. So, Kim, this next segment is all you. Let me bring up the oh. screen share so that people can see this a bit better. There you go. Okay. Okay. So, Facebook is testing a new section of the app called Today In, and it features a feed made up of entirely local news, events, and announcements. So, this week, Got this little tidbit from Recode, and Recode is reporting that Facebook is currently vetting local publishers in six cities, um, six U.S. cities, New Orleans, Louisiana, Little Rock, Arkansas, Billings, Montana, Peoria, Illinois, Olympia, Washington, and Billingham, New York, to be featured in this section. And they're saying that Facebook is using a mix of humans and machine learning software to surface content in this new section. Local news publishers who appear there will be approved and vetted by the company's news partnership team, which is being overseen by former NBC News anchor Campbell Brown. So the company says it, it's all part of Facebook's journalism project initiative, which they launched last year after the election. And... So this is just a test in these six cities, but it's, I, I think it's kind of cool because 
I live in Oceanside and I think it'd be really neat to be able to go, you know, today in Oceanside and find out what's going on in my community, the the local news and have it all kind of amalgamated in one spot. Um, you know, so we'll see if it, you know, how how small of cities it goes down. I mean, Oceanside isn't a huge place, so mm-hmm. we'll see. But um, this is something that I could get behind. I think this is a nice change. Yeah. Well, looking at the list of cities, I noticed that, again, that last one on the list is Binghamton, New York. And that's only like an hour and a half from my hometown of Rochester, New York, um, back home in New York. And it's not bigger. I mean, it's actually it's not a big town. I mean, it's not small either. Not making light of it, but like it's not that big. So this is all over the place here. So pretty interesting uh, cross section of, of cities. I think this is looks pretty cool. I think this is akin to some of the things that we've started to see when you first open up the Facebook mobile app and it gives you the weather and it gives you like a ho- it tells you what holiday it is or um you know other random things like that. It's kind of like that, but it takes you another couple levels uh deeper and uh wider even but local. Right. So, well, and if you can see on one of the, on the very first image, it says connect with neighbors. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's creepy or not, but it goes back to what we're seeing from Facebook, which is trying to put people together with people and mm-hmm. focus on the community aspect. And, um, you know, so this is just plays into the larger picture with Facebook. Yeah. And and one of the comments that we just saw uh, said next door, RIP. Now, next door is a, is a local, like hyper localized uh, social network for neighborhoods. Um, oh, if okay. you've not heard of that, I've, I actually got invited to my local neighborhood here. I decided, no, I don't necessarily want to be in that because <laughs> there's a lot of people. Anyway, there are benefits to yeah. it for sure. I'm not going to use it. That said, but anyways, yeah, yeah this could, this could encroach on that uh, if they yeah. continue to uh, go down this road. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see uh, more on this coming. So uh, next up, we have got um, Facebook is, is this is a found in the wild. So we found this and this is something that's, you know, captured in the wild and then we'll let it go. Uh, Facebook is al- is testing or allowing testing of uh, editing of alt text on images. And so what this means is it it appears that Facebook is now allowing users to override the auto generated alt text for images uploaded to the site. Um, It's starting to use, it began using this uh, object recognition technology to automatically describe the describe the contents of photos for blind and visually impaired users in 2016. By 2017, this technology was being used to enable new search capabilities, facial recognition, and filter objectionable content. Uh, By the way, this was was discovered by Matt Navarra, uh, who's director of social media for The Next Web. So you can imagine that being able to edit that alt text to maybe make it even more uh, descriptive or more um, succinct or appropriate metadata wise for search capabilities or facial recognition uh, or even filtering objectionable content. Like they said, uh, there can definitely, definitely a ben- be a benefit to that. Now, again, this is a found in the wild. So this is something we've seen that again, Matt saw, but is not necessarily rolled out yet. So more on this once it's official. Okay. Next up. Cool. 
So this next one is Facebook now lets you tag people, pages, and groups in stories. And this one also is a found in the wild by none other than Matt Navarra, director of social media at the Next Web. And it is, I actually tried this out this morning and found out that you can tag groups because I was uh, just playing around with it to see if I had it. And the social media marketing world 18 speakers group popped up in there. So I tagged them. And I'll be honest, when I tagged them in my story, I have no clue what tagging them does. I mean, does it notify the group? that they've been tagged. I mean, do you yeah, have any idea? Interesting. What so keep talking about this and I'm going to check yeah. for you because I yeah. have access to that group and I can see if it showed up in there. Yeah. So. so anyway, so you can, when you do your story, you, what, what happens is you're creating your story and then you click on the little text, the little text thingy. So you can write text. And if you want to tag somebody, a page or a person, you hit the at sign and just start typing their name. And then it pulls up the person or the, uh, the page or the group that you want to tag. And like I said, I tagged the social media marketing world speakers group. And, um, so they, and it's a really random and stupid story to be perfectly honest. It's just a picture of my computer screen. So now they, um, they're tagged in a very lame story and but it's i mean it's a it's a cool new feature that you can tag other people yeah and well i can confirm that you're not in that group story probably because you're are you in the group or not i can't remember yeah i am in the group. okay so you are in there so yeah it, it hasn't showed up yet but it may be that it's in holding to be approved but i don't see it yet so anyway interesting yeah. it, it is interesting though so yeah so i don't think that it adds me to their story um, but it, it somehow sends in maybe a notification to the group. I don't really know how it works with groups or if it has to be approved or, it, or whatever. But- yeah. Or it may just be hyperlinked to where if other members of that group see your story, they can tap that and then go in there. Go to that group. Like, yeah. so- like what would happen if you were, cause there's no groups on Instagram, but if you were to at tag somebody in a story on Instagram, you could tap their username and it would take you to their profile. So, ah, so I think it's good. similar acting like that. Right. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. So pretty cool. pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Facebook stories and, uh, uh, new tagging options. Pretty cool. All right. Next it up, is. uh, Instagram halts live broadcast that possibly violates copyrights. So again, this is another wild found by Matt Navarra. And what this does is, and again, this is an example of what it says. I think I'm actually just going to read it. So something popped up and it, it you know, it, it gives a notice that uh, basically if you're live on Instagram and it detects you're possibly streaming something that is infringing on someone else's copyright, uh, it will pop up and it gives you this notification that says matching content detected. Dun, dun, dun. Your live video was stopped because it may contain music, audio or video that belongs to someone else. Resume your broadcast if you have the rights to share all the content in your video. Otherwise, please finish your broadcast now. If you resume your broadcast, the owner of the original material may review your video to see if it matches their content. So pretty much, you know, so it's a hand slap, basically. And uh, it's, it's basically letting you know that 
if you are sharing somebody else's content. And, th- and by the way, this is something that some of the other networks like Facebook and Facebook Live, you know, if you're walking around and there's music playing that you don't have the license for, like this kind of stuff c- can pop up too. You ha- you do have to be careful uh, with background music if it's loud enough to be uh, intelligible. And, in you know, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, if you can Shazam it, then. Exactly. Like, I think that's, you know what? I think that's, I mean, we're not lawyers and don't quote our legal advice, but if it's, uh, if there's <laughs> enough, <laughs> if it's Shazamable, you probably ought not to be going live right then. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Pretty interesting. So, again, th- this will be, th- this is another in the wild and will be potentially rolling out soon. More More news on that when the official word comes. Okay. So Messenger Kids. Messenger Kids is now available on the Fire tablet. So before it was only available as an app to you can download on iPad, iPhone, iPod Touch. And now it as of today, it is also available on in the Amazon App Store in the US. And you can download it for the Fire tablet. And here's some screenshots of like what it looks like for kids. And so there's, you know, a little bit of controversy about this whole app and Mm -hmm. whether or not kids should even have it. There's people saying that this is Facebook trying to suck kids into the Facebook ecosystem and no one's really paying attention to the damage that, you know, all this screen time can do to kids and, um, but then Facebook and its defenders are coming out saying, well, hey, at least Facebook is attempting to deal with the privacy issues. And this is the first app for messaging aimed at kids that actually does address privacy issues. And kids are already messaging. They're using iMessage. They're using Skype. They're using Snapchat. Musical.ly and Snapchat and Instagram. And so in none of those applications are addressing privacy issues, at least Facebook is. So, you know, this is really a parent thing. And parents need to be on top of it with their kids. And Facebook is at least giving parents parental controls where they can do this in conjunction with their kids and exert their parental rights to, you know. Yeah. I I think the other, I think the other uh, thing here is those Amazon fire tablets are um, potentially more set up to be kid friendly tablets where it's, you know, locked down further and, and all that from the, from the parents. And, uh, they come in bright, you know, yellow and all these other different colors. So they're, uh, yeah. In other words, there's no mobile data necessarily on most of these, these kinds of tablets. And so for a tablet Uh, to have this app on it and have that form of parental consent already set up for, uh, as well. And, I I remember now one of the parental consent things is even allowing which contacts uh, into this chat app so that you can, you know what I mean? So, so you only have grandma and grandpa and this cousin and whatever approved already. Um, Right. So we'll see. That's nice. Uh, You know, it, it is one of those things that we are in still new territory with when it comes to smartphones and tablets and internet and kids and ever ready access and Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. Navigating that's hard. 
Um, I'm, I know we're going to continue to talk more about that as it comes up on this show and, uh, Facebook continues to navigate this. So there you go. Next up is, oh yes. So Facebook, Facebook has signed an exclusive deal with music publishing companies. Now, what's funny is they say it's exclusive deals with music publishing companies and it's two separate deals. So I'll go into both parts here. So the first, the first deal is um, Facebook and Sony ATV Music publishing sign a license deal for music videos. So this week, Facebook and Sony ATV Music Publishing announced a multi-year licensing deal that lets people upload and share videos from artists like Ed Sheeran, Kanye West, Taylor Swift. Those aren't small, and other popular artists on Facebook in. Uh, Instagram and Oculus Rift. And there's no financial details of this, but the musicians will receive royalties for their songs and songwriters will benefit from the use of their music on Facebook. Um, I don't think this necessarily means people chopping up those videos and uh, using them in their creations with those videos. I think it's more of a, I love this is my favorite video from Taylor Swift and here it is. Watch it for your Monday inspiration kind of a thing. And because of this deal, though that content is not theirs, they could now share that there and have it be played, etc. Um, I think natively uploaded, which is interesting. So mm. anyways, I, you know, don't, again, lawyers speak, don't quote me on this, but uh <laughs> Yeah. It, it, what it means is, though, is that uh, the algorithm is getting smarter. Remember, we were just talking about this whole Instagram live right. streaming thing. It's kind of yeah. like that, but it's allowing certain usage to be uh, legal moving forward on Facebook. So, again, it, it doesn't mean that like, well, because now they have this deal, I can use this Taylor Swift song in my Facebook ad video. Uh, no, that's not what no. this means. <laughs> so uh, you can look at the link if you want to dive deeper into that. But then the other part of this deal is Facebook and Universal Music Group have signed a global music licensing deal. And what this comes down to is that this uh, partnership will facilitate deeper engagement between artists and fans uh, empowering users to express themselves through music, share the songs they love, and build community around music-fueled culture. Um, what this does, it, it, it enables an, a variety of features across Facebook's platforms. And uh, it's, again, it's still in the PR speak. Not quite clear what you will all be able to do, but... Uh, you know, so still err on the side of not posting stuff that's not something you made. But at the same time, uh, we're slowly seeing some of this, uh, this stuff update to where the rights to this stuff and, and artists being paid for when their stuff is used or shared on these networks in new ways that, uh, it's it's able to be done so. In other words, they they will be able to share this stuff. You'll, in other words, their stuff shows up and they get paid, versus their stuff showing up and them not getting paid. So they're okay with it a little bit more. So, well, I wonder. So there's a link to the sound collection. So I wonder if this has anything to do with that. If a lot of this music is going to be added to the sound collection, 
Hmm. Yeah, we I know. talked about earlier. Yes, you mean that's that's already built in, kind of like a royal, quote royalty free thing. Except right. this has to yeah. this literally has to do with actual royalties. So the you know exactly. So yeah, I could see that. I could see you know again certain songs from certain artists that are um, there for yeah allowed use in certain creations. And you just select right. that song from that. Now, that's not saying that is what's happening, but I could see that moving more that direction yeah. eventually. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. This Again, this is um, some unprecedented allowance of usage of that content. So there you go. Next Yeah, up. maybe Facebook's going to have their own Musical.ly version where well, people can make their little. Oh, yeah. You know. I could, I could see Facebook rolling out an app like that. Anyways. I can too. Yeah. Okay. So next up, we have two updates from Snapchat. The first. So Snapchat is considering ways to broadcast its user-generated content beyond the core Snapchat app. Wow. Snapchat app. Try saying that. Really Snapchat fast. app. So Snapchat app. Okay. So the company is reportedly working on a new feature called Stories Everywhere, which is designed to expand Snapchat's presence and make it a more engaging destination for news, sports, and other premium content. And we heard about this from Cheddar. And so while Stories Everywhere is still in the early stages of development, their new their new hire. Um, uh, I don't remember the guy's first name, but his last name is Chopra. Has, oh, like um, Ra- Rahul, I think is how you pronounce it. Rahul Chopra. Yes. Yeah, it is actually Rahul. There, he used to be the CEO of Storyful, if you remember that. Yes. Um, anyways, Rahul Chopra has the task of figuring out how to distribute all of this user-generated content on the web and elsewhere. So they're basically kind of do want to do what Twitter did where you can embed Mm. or, you know, they start allowing embedding of tweets. They want to be able to distribute all of these, you know, these videos that that people make on Snapchat and allow them to be embedded or shared elsewhere outside of Snapchat because they recognize that Snapchat isn't growing as fast as they would like it. And people have an issue with using the app, especially people in my demographic (laughs) because... (laughs) We're lame and we can't figure this out. And so they want to, they want to grow and they, maybe they recognize that, yes, old people are valuable too. And they want to continue to, um, you know, drive sales and, um, they just, they want to continue to experience, have other people experience the wonderfulness of Snapchat video. So anyway, so stories everywhere is an attempt to, um, share Snapchat video with a wider audience. So you know, that's the first of the news. Okay, so yes. I want to say one quick thing. Uh, it's interesting to yeah. me that they want this to be able to be posted everywhere, but yet the whole thing about Snapchat and what then became labeled as, quote, stories is this 24-hour disappearance mode. So what, uh-huh. I'm kind of like, well, what's the use of posting content from Snapchat everywhere else if then it disappears? So there must be some changeover in that as well. We'll see. That is an excellent point. And Snapchat, I mean, that was the whole thing with Snapchat in right. the beginning was yeah. the disappearing messages, so, which well, was why we'll it was originally not allowed right. in the house. <laughs> but okay. 
So the second Snapchat news is that they are reportedly, Snapchat's reportedly considering three-second pre-roll ads. And so, and this comes from AdAge, so I give it a lot of credibility. It's coming from AdAge. Reports that Snapchat, Snap Inc. is giving serious consideration to adding three seconds of commercial breaks before offering a skip option on ads on Snapchat. So the new ad format would attract more ad dollars from brands and advertisers and supposedly a source confirms that these advertisers are not spending as much on Snapchat as they had previously. The issue being that the average watch time of an ad is not even hitting the one second mark, which mm. is pretty bad. And so according to the Media Ratings Council, they've said that an ad has to be watched a minimum of two seconds to be considered viewable. So Snapchat, if they can find a way to basically force people to watch ads for three seconds, that's going to go a really long way to addressing the viewability concerns and bringing some of these advertisers back and getting them to spend more money, which is what they desperately need. So, yeah. So that's the news for Snapchat. All right. Well, in our final piece of news here, so Facebook has uh, re- is reportedly developing a video chat product that's not a, a piece of software. It's a, a piece of hardware called Portal. And they're expected to launch this chat device named Portal uh, in direct competition with Amazon's uh, multiple different versions of the Echo devices. And the report suggests, as reported from Cheddar, Bloomberg, The Next Web, et cetera, everybody's talking about this, uh, that it would be a way for family and friends to stay connected through video chatting, uh, including other social features, and expected to cost about $499 and de- debut in early May 2018 at Facebook's annual developer conference. I'm wondering um who who wants this especially for that price point um yeah. I, I don't know it, it's gonna have to blow me away to really be considered and even then i'm like i can use facebook messenger to chat video chat with people um i mean so we'll see but, but again uh, facebook never is lacking for uh, tons of news and things when it comes to their F8 conference. So I don't know what. Yeah. Uh, so start start your thinking cap uh, on. And, uh, you know, we've got February, March, April, May, about four months to th- consider it. Um, but yeah, $499 for something that's kind of like an echo show, I assume. I'm not yeah. thinking that's worth the price. Uh, even an echo show, I believe, is only like two to two fifty half the price. So this might be really good news for Amazon. I don't know. So maybe if you get it, then all of your page posts will show up in the newsfeed. There you go. Yeah. If you can, anyways, we'll, we'll see. There's just, it's, it's supposedly something that's going to be geared towards a living room type of a thing with a wide camera, wide angle camera lens and microphones and speakers and have our artificial intelligence and, you know, we'll see. It, it, you know, touch screen of about thirteen to fifteen inches. We're talking like almost like laptop wise. You know, like a like uh-huh. a thirteen to fifteen inch laptop screen. So maybe that bigger screen's where the cost comes in. I just still don't know. Uh, maybe it is for celebrities, as one of the comments is saying. I don't know, but uh, yeah, 
We'll see. We'll we'll definitely report on everything when it comes to that and especially F8 when the time comes. But until then, we will be back every single week with more latest and greatest breaking social media news. And so first and foremost, before we get into saying goodbye, I want to remind you, Michael Stelzner will be here in next episode to talk all about the Facebook page organic newsfeed changes that just came out. If you can't wait till then, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash examiner. The pinned post is him breaking it down. Go watch that. Comment on it with everybody else. Hit share. And that is our show. I want to say special thanks to Jeff C for handling the simulcasts. Uh, Grace Duffy for being our show producer and gathering everything behind the scenes. I want to thank you, Kim, for being a great co-host. And uh, you're welcome. And by the way, you can check out our weekly show calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. That's where you can find out more about the audio version of this podcast over on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. New episodes drop every Monday. So if you can't be with us live or if you're listening to this as a podcast, by the way, we do this show live every Friday. You can vice versa. Join us live. So. Share this, subscribe to it on Facebook if you can't, you know, be there live or if you if you want to, um, you know, listen every all of these things. Next show, Friday, January 19th, 2018, 10, a, 10 a.m. Pacific. Be there. Uh, we're glad to do this. Happy to be doing this for you guys. You guys really appreciate it. You know that. You let us know every week. We see so many of you that are our, quote, regulars for the show. So... Thank you so much again for being here. Uh, again, don't forget Social Media Marketing World, SMMW18. There's always a sale ending every Friday. There's one ending today. Go grab that ticket and make sure to see us in person and all the speakers and the keynotes and the sessions and the parties and the – and I could keep going and the over and over again. But I will just say thank you to for being part of our community and we will see you next mm-hmm. week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.